Today's show is brought to you by Delicious Obsessions. Real food, real life, and real delicious. Deliciousobsessions.com. You're listening to the Mountain Woman Radio Show, which can be found on our website at treyerwilderness.com and also on iTunes. Welcome to the Mountain Woman Radio Show, where we are homesteading traditionally 100% off-grid today and offering preparedness and survival tips for tomorrow. Here's your host, Tammy Treyer. Hi, folks. Another unusual day here in northern Idaho. You guys have been experiencing all kinds of weird weather all over the place, and we had 70 degrees on Saturday and snow and ice last night. It's so bizarre. So I'm sure we're all in the same boat that you can't really make a whole lot of garden plans because you don't know what the weather's going to do, but we're all trying to get our seeds started, and uh, we have our webinar for April lined up. We will be doing uh, homemade personal hygiene and gift ideas using essential oils. So be sure to go to treyerwilderness.com and get the details. And I, we have so much going on. So a lot of great things happening here and a lot of great guests upcoming. And today I am blessed to have Jen Sharpen join me. She is from the easyhomestead.com and she is doing all kinds of awesome things in her at her homestead and without further ado I'm just going to introduce Jen and let her share her story. So Jen, thank you so so much for joining me today. Well, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love to have people with the same hearts sharing their stories with me. So I would just love to give you the floor and let you share how you got started and and what you guys do there on your homestead. All right. Well, we got started it was a couple of years ago. Um, probably right around 2012. You know, I did not grow up um, a homesteader. You know, I traveled the world as a kid, so it was completely new to me. Besides, you know, going to a farm on the weekends that my grandfather had sometimes. But the whole reason we um, got into homesteading is because my mom died in May of 2012 of cancer, and she was 50 years old. Yeah. Um, her oncologist. You know, my dad had asked her, why do you think cancer is so prevalent these days? You know, not long ago, it was very rare that you heard that someone had cancer, and now it's like one in four people have it. And he said, look at our food system. And I was just like, wait, what? You know, I'd always bought my meat at the grocery store, a vegetable. I always served a vegetable with meat and starch, and that's how my mom raised us, you know, for every meal. And... You know, I had no idea. So I started, my husband and I started watching food documentaries. Like, Food Inc. was the very first one we watched. And we were just kind of baffled (laughs) by what is allowed in our food system and how it's affecting people. So we started with chicken. We actually moved from Florida to South Carolina. Now we're in Virginia. (laughs) But we're here to stay. Um, And, of course, it started with chickens. And then... 
you know, we started growing um, as much food that we can. I am not a gardener. I have the biggest black spot, but my husband, thankfully, is really good at it. So <laughs> I'm still trying to learn that because it's a running joke in my family that I can just kill any plant because my aunt bought me a cactus when I was pregnant <laughs> with my first child and I killed it. <laughs> and I was pregnant in Florida. So how do you kill a cactus in Florida? I was like, great, you know. <laughs> Well, so that's makes, the running joke. <laughs> if it makes yeah, you feel no any better, if it makes you feel any better, I killed one in Pennsylvania too. So I, I've had the notorious black thumb too, but it does, it does go away. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope so. We're actually outside right before you called. We were making our own potting mix, which is a post that I'll have up on the blog soon. Nice. Um, to start our seedlings in. But, you know, now we've added goats and we raise our own meat chickens. We're going to get into rabbits. And we actually are wanting to, next year, you know, we're going to go ahead and, like, sell eggs and kombucha. And we, next year, wanted to kind of start selling our own poultry, you know, um, chickens and ducks and maybe meat rabbits as well, too, because we want to be able to provide, you know, non-GMO food that's affordable to our local community. So that's why we had just moved from South Carolina to Virginia on January 31st of this year. Wow, nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. And being able to offer that to people, I mean, there's so many people, not just children, but adults that just don't realize where our food comes from. And it blows me away, Uh but that is a, it is a fact. And being able to provide um, wholesome foods for our families is just so important, and that's something that we strive for also. It is scary. Um, you know, our journey started when my son needed to go on a gluten-free and a casing-free diet over 11 years ago, and looking at the, you know, the packaging, everything has fillers, everything has preservatives, you have to dyes, and it was just so hard to find anything that he could eat without just going totally from scratch, and... I'm yeah, so, I can only imagine. Oh, yeah, I'm so glad I did. And, and it's just, you feel so much better. People don't realize that the foods they consume, even when they say they're healthy, are are harming them, you know, because of the additives that uh-huh. are in the food so, and the GMOs. So that's that's just absolutely yeah, fantastic. Yeah, well, I'm happy. To, I don't want, you know, my I'm one of six kids. So my mom died when she was 50, and she had me when she was 18 years old. So she was a younger mom, but I have you know, younger siblings. So mm-hmm. my youngest sibling was 18 when she died. So, oh, you know, wow. she, oh. you know, my uh, my older sister, she's pregnant with her first child. She got married last year. Like, my mom's missing all of that in her oh. entire life. Yeah. She thought what she was feeding us was healthy. We didn't eat a lot of junk food. You know, she yeah. would do the meat, a vegetable, and a starch. But come to find out, it's loaded with horrible stuff, too. Yeah. So yeah. it's not fair. No, it's not it's, fair that people think we're feeding kids something healthy and it's horrible for them. Yeah, it's really true. Really, really true. And and I think that the majority of the population is being brainwashed to think that they're eating healthy, you know, and not realizing the consequences. Oh, absolutely. It's very scary. It is very and scary. And what it means. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you can pick up something and it says all natural. Like, I think the fruit roll-ups or something, like, just even in the aisles, you go down, like, the, you know, the kid snack aisle, it says all natural. Yeah. And so parents think they're giving their child something good, and then if you look at the ingredients, it doesn't even contain a fruit. I know. There's nothing in it that's real. Right. 
so just the way that things can even be labeled yeah. in our country is really gotten to me. That really bothers me. I agree because I actually, since we have gone off of processed foods, if we have to eat out or we have to eat something processed, we get sick for at least three days. And one thing I've noticed is I have a horrible reaction to MSG, which I probably have all my life, but never associated it with anything because I didn't, you know, exclude it from my diet. And MSG is so harmful. It causes your body and your organs in your body to actually get inflamed and, and, and inflammation in your system is just increased so horribly. And, they are now allowing that to go in foods as a natural um, flavoring. It doesn't even say MSG anymore. It can, it can actually be in a, underneath natural flavoring. And I have a friend who, if she has it, she, her, her organs inside swell up so bad that she, she has to go to the emergency room. So, you know, even when you're buying some of wow. the bulk ingredients, just your, your main ingredients, the way they're being processed today... They still have harmful things in them. And the way that they don't have to be labeled. Like, people have a severe allergic reaction to MSG, can see a natural flavor, and they eat it, and then what happens? You know, it's like, I have to get, for our farm, we have to do certain regulations if we want to sell our poultry. And we have to have things labeled, but yet an MSG doesn't have to be labeled. Like, it's just so backwards. It is. It doesn't make any sense. You are so right. It is so backwards, and it doesn't make sense. And it's, it's such a shame. And that's why I enjoy having my radio show and being able to share people like yourself and others that are heavily educating on this like we are, trying to get the word out there and trying to open people's eyes because our food matters and it's our family's health that we're talking about. And Jen, I'm so sorry to hear that you lost your mom that way. That's just horrible. It was horrible. And, you know, her whole, and I don't, you're like, I don't know. I don't because people aren't educated on it, unless it really happens to them with someone very close to them. My mother was my best friend. Like, she was the person I would call, you know, six, seven times a day just mm-hmm. to mention something or whatever. And then to have her watch her die yeah. was very, very hard. And, you know, it took over a week in hospice. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just never thought that my kids would not have a grandmother or I wouldn't have a mother, you know, because she was so young. Yeah. And something has to be done. And, like, people just don't know. Right. And I don't think it's fair. At least just label it and then let people make their own decisions. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, there's so many people that have cancer. I have three really good friends right now that are going through different forms of treatment and it's just so sad to watch and they're such strong people and and you know God has their healing hand on them and I see that but to have to go through that you know unnecessarily you know there's just things that could be done in our country that would make this stuff go away and it's just not mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. So so we need to be No, it's not. And that's, yeah. Yep. That's my problem. But you know it wasn't as you know, I've talked to other people who have had cancer and survived. Their oncologists have said the same thing. Look at your food. Yeah. Everything that goes into your body matters, you know. And you had mentioned the essential oil summit. We're huge on essential oils here. And we try to do everything, you know, as natural as can be. And I'm telling you, Tammy, people don't realize it. But when we just moved, I mean, you can't move a homestead across three states and then, you know, not have takeout. So we would have to, and we did for like a week, and the kids' behavior was completely different. I'm usually a get up and go, 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 go type person. I just get out of bed, but you can tell the difference once my body's had Mm -hmm. the front scratch food to when we had to have something else. Yeah, yeah. Because there's not options on the road, you know. 
No, the only options there are is packing something. But when you're moving like that, you like we did, I'm sure, you had everything crammed and jammed into little spaces and there was no room left. But when we travel sometimes, we will actually take an inverter that plugs into the um, uh, lighter and the truck and we will, we will use a uh, crock pot while we're driving and make our meals. That's a great idea. <laughs> We've done that already. I'll drive with the chicken and and chili sauce between my legs, at my feet there while we're driving to, to just eliminate <laughs> having to eat stuff because I hear you. It just knocks you out. And we actually get sick sick for three days. It's just not worth punishing yourself. But like you said, sometimes you just don't have choices. Mm-mm, you don't. And now when we... <laughs> We're moving goats, chickens, and three children in a whole entire homestead. You know, I couldn't. I didn't have a choice because there was just absolutely, I mean, you know how it is. It's, oh, yeah. it's, it's a lot. And, you know, and then you throw in kids and animals and then trying to do, and then you got to get here and set up because there's no electric fencing here, so we're having to build that. And it's just, you know, so we've had to make just as easy. We've even made, you know, our gluten-free corn tortillas and just put rice and beans in them sometimes because it's easy and fast. Yeah. But it's healthy, you yeah. know, and I know where it came from. And it's, yep. I don't know. You just get by. You make it. You make it, it happen. You make it. Like I, <laughs> yeah, I could just talk about it forever because it just makes me so angry. And that was not the first time my mom's had cancer. She had it an undetectable kind back a couple years before this diagnosis, and then oh. she got this one, did chemo and radiation, and still passed away. Oh. So. Yeah. You know, and it was just this whole process. And, and like you said, you have friends going through chemo. It's horrible. Yeah. I've never seen my mom so sick, yeah. you know. She was sicker with the chemo and radiation than she was with actual cancer. Yep. And it was just bad. And yeah. I don't want my kids to bury me, you know, in 15 yeah. years. Yeah. But I'm 50. Yeah. Yeah. Totally get that. And, and the more we let it go, the more the earlier our own children are going to die of things because it's not being resolved. And, and it, it is something that okay. needs to be taken care of. And I hear you with the chemo and radiation. A friend of mine is actually down in New Mexico right now with her sister-in-law seeking natural um, methods of ridding yourself with cancer, which I think is such a bold step for people because, you know, it's, it's risky but I think also God put things on this planet for us to use, and they're already there. We just... I absolutely agree. <laughs> yeah. I absolutely agree. I watched a couple documentaries on that, too, you know, yeah. after my mom died. And I was like, why did I not know about this when she was alive, you know? Yeah. And it was an option. But her oncologist actually, and I won't use his name, but her oncologist even said that he would not ever want to get chemo, but he is forced to. Yeah. Yeah. He's forced to. He doesn't yeah. like the results of it. That's his only option That's, in yeah. the country is to use that. That's sad. And yet, and when you choose not to use, I've seen things in the news already, a young girl, and I don't remember all the details. I just remember reading mm-hmm. a blip of it, but something to the effect that a young girl had cancer and she was being taken to jail because she wasn't choosing to do chemo. She was doing something natural. Now, how can you do that too? You know, you, we have choices. These are our own choices. It's our own body. You know, it just, it just gets, the whole yeah. thing gets ridiculous. So, and folks, um, for those of you that are listening, there is an online non-brand essential oil summit as well, which will be in May. And they have early registration open for that. And you can go to treyerwilderness.com slash EO revolution. 
check it out and definitely get subscribed because our food matters and it's our family's health that we're talking about. I go to the summits that I that I speak about because I feel they are really beneficial to everybody and and everybody can learn something. Absolutely. Yes. When you when mm-hmm. you can really look at things and be an advocate for yourself and your family, that is key and that's what we strive to teach all the time. That's what I do with my essential oil classes and my natural health classes is just teaching people how to simply use what's present. And I know, I'm sure you do the same with the oils because they are, it's a God-given thing and they are amazing. I just can't, I can't talk enough about them because of how fast acting they are and how, how good they are for your body. We use them every single day, every day. And like it's, you know, we, we don't even have really any over scalar medicine. We keep, I think, Maybe Benadryl here because my daughter is allergic to wasps, so I need that and an EpiPen. But okay. otherwise, we treat almost everything with our oils or other natural remedies. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I was I was in a situation in January that I was close to needing an EpiPen, and we didn't have any Benadryl, and I did have an EpiPen, but um, I used lavender and peppermint on my chest and underneath my nose. And that actually worked really well in removing the allergic symptoms I was having. So oils can so be I'm used. I'm having allergy symptoms now with spring coming, and I did lemon, lavender, and peppermint this morning. Awesome. And it works better than, like, a Benadryl, you yeah. know. Plus you don't have But the, I use it on myself. And plus you don't have the effects of being so tired and the side effects of the medications, which is just huge. But mm-hmm. I only keep it here because she just turned two, and I don't want something oh, that, yeah. you know, otherwise we have, like, nothing. Like, my friend that was helping us move, he's like, I have a headache. And I'm like, well, I've got some oil for that. <laughs> what do you want? I don't, like, keep anything else here. So, right. and they worked, and he was like, wait, what? You know, it just, yeah. and, that, and that's why people need to you know, go to these summits and educate themselves and, you know, learn about stuff because there are other options with everything, with your health care, with your food, with, you know, but it's like you said, it's just, you have to educate people. You have to. Like, I feel I have to. I do too. And people are so taken mm -hmm. back. Yeah. I was on the phone with a lady yesterday, you know, with my cell phone company and talking to her and I, she, you know, asked me how I was doing and we started talking about our farm and I had told her it started when my mom died, you know, and, and it started with Food Inc. was the first time she was like, wait, what? What's in our food? Like, she was baffled. She's like, I have to pick my job off the floor. I'm like, go home and wash it with your kids. Yeah. So she said she was going to. Like, she, you know, it's just... was probably like my mom at the store buying things you think that are healthy and all natural. And really, they're killing you. Yep. Yep. And it's so, it's. We're both very passionate about that. I have such an extreme passion for educating and sharing, just sharing what we do because people just don't understand. And and it's and I I feel that it's something that's going to be essential moving forward. We also teach on like traditional and primitive skills. I just wrote a post yesterday on on the tools we use on our homestead because we are off grid. And our mindset is different than the average in that we always look for things that can be utilized whether we have power or not. So most of the things in our home and that we use outside are antiques. And that way we are ensured that, you know, if there wouldn't be power for some reason, we have everything we need here to still keep running as if nothing was different. You know, so... And that's one of our goals, Tammy, is once we get the farm set up, we want to be in place like that, too. Yeah. You know, so that's really important to us, but it's something that, 
you know, we just haven't been able to do yet. But that's really, really high on our priority list for next year because it's important. Oh, yeah. It's important to be prepared for, you know, you don't know why. When we just had our first real winter storm, the second week we were here, and our power was out from 3 in the morning and to 9 o'clock that night because we live so rurally. You know, yeah. the electric company, we were the last people on the grid for them to turn it back on. Right. And we didn't have heat in our house, and it was 17 degrees outside. And yeah. we weren't ready because we had just moved in. Right. You know, the fireplaces needed to be cleaned out and bombs, but we had nothing. Yeah. And that yeah. was scary. Yeah. Yeah, those moments when you hit those spots where you're vulnerable and you know it wasn't out of choice for you guys and that's what happens to a lot of people you know and it, so those but those are good moments and and not just for us and not so much for us but for people that are really not seeing the bigger picture and you know you need those moments sometimes to push you out of your comfort zone or out of the the uh, little bubble that you're in to embrace some of the things that you really should be paying more attention to you know and so I think those moments are Absolutely. good and just and just using them as a stepping stone, but it's so, isn't it fun getting your homestead all put together and started? I just, I was enthralled when we were doing that. <laughs> I loved it. And I had no idea that we would ever move from our one in South Carolina. And we went from 15 acres to 45. So there's a lot more work we can actually do here. And it's beautiful. We're in an old, um, 1800, um, our farm was actually an original tobacco farm. Um, a plantation. Nice. A while, long, long time ago. Yeah. Nice. So there's a lot of cool little artifacts around here, and you know, adjacent to the property is some of the owners and their family and their slaves that were here on the plantation, buried with them, like oh. adjacent to our backyard. It's it's really cool. Wow. We're really lucky to find our new house. Oh, I'll say that's I'm a big a, history person too. So nice, you know. I was just gonna it's say everywhere. Nice, a lot of history. That's awesome. And then being able to find treasures and different things, you know, left behind. That's always a fun part too. My son and I just get really into that. I found an arrowhead while we were out hiking a couple of weeks ago, and I was just like, I was giddy. I love that stuff. I love. I wish it came with the story. Me though. too. <laughs> Me too. And we have an old tobacco curing barn on the property, and I've actually I just put up a post of a tour of our new homestead with all the buildings, and it's up on the blog. And oh, cool. I just got so much response from it because it's really cool. You know, I think people just get so caught up, like you said, in their bubble, they forget that there's beautiful things like this. You know, and it's. Yep. That would be so cool for my kids to find an arrowhead and stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, once we're done building and setting up, we want to go explore, too. Yeah, yeah. So. That's the fun part, and, and I'm sure you'll find something. It's just it's just neat, and just, I don't know about you. I'm sure you're probably going to agree with me that I just feel like I was born in the wrong era. I love the older times. Yeah. I, it was just so wholesome. You know, it might have been, it, it yep. was different there were different struggles but it was just a different it was a good different and even if I had to work twice as hard I'd still find it to be a good different it was just I don't know there's something about it I'm probably like a hundred years too late you know <laughs> that's what my husband said to me the other day he's like you know you didn't grow up like this so but now like you know I'm just very passionate about it and yeah. all my friends joke you know in high school, we would have never said, if, if we had to pick up one person that was a farmer, it would definitely not have been you. Because, you know, I, like I said, I didn't grow up like this. Right. Like, you know, the occasional visit to my grandfather's farm right. in Florida. Mm-hmm. But um, it's amazing. it was completely life-changing, I think, for me and my family. And, you know, we're happy and we're healthy, most importantly. And 
I don't know, and I'm sure you feel the same way. There's just something about being self-sufficient. Oh, yeah. Like, knowing that my kids are outside planting seedlings right now, and then they water it and watch it grow. Yep. I'm telling you, when people always say to me, Tammy, how do you get your kids to eat, like, you know, a tomato or a cucumber? Because they grew it themselves. And that's yeah. a huge step to getting kids to eat healthier. Plus, Like, it's the- really important. Yeah. Let them grow it. Yeah. You know, anyone... You can grow something in an apartment in containers, tomatoes, cucumbers, start yep. small. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And you know what? It also gives them a work ethic because they learn that work isn't a bad thing, that they don't roll their eyes and stomp their feet because they're asked to do work. They don't look at it as work anymore. My son doesn't view it as work. He views it as fun. He views it as something I don't I don't even know. I should ask him that sometime what he views it as, but he just loves. He loves caring for our animals. He loves helping in the garden. It's it's not a job anymore. It's it's uh, it's something from the heart and now. It is so funny you say that because like I said, I have um a daughter from a previous marriage that I'm married to my husband and I have two now and she lives with us full time and she goes to see her dad in the summer. And she didn't grow up like this. You know, we, I grew up, like I said, I traveled the world. She was a spoiled little kid. We were, you know, whatever. And it, she's been the one. And the other two are four and two. So they've grown up in this lifestyle. Right. But it was really hard for her, you know, to change the lifestyle because she was six okay. when it changed. And she's 10 now. Right. And still sometimes, still be like, oh. You know, but she's gotten so much better. But she did view it as work. But now she's actually getting this work ethic. And she's like, Mom, look. Look at the egg. Or, Mom, look. Look what I just grew. And she'll, you know, <laughs> run in. So it is. It's teaching her so much stuff that I would have never been able to teach her. Yes. If we weren't homesteading, honestly. I really feel that. And she's so awesome. starting to not view it as work. She's viewing it as fun. Awesome. You know, and learning at the same time. Absolutely. That's so awesome. Reaching these kids, you know, and getting them away from the electronics and that. And I mean, you know, yes, my son likes to sit in front of his Kindle. He likes to research and he likes to read and listen to audios. But, you know, when he has the opportunity to get out and do something, you know, that's not a second. It it doesn't take him but a second to decide that it's time to go. You know, there's more fun than just sitting in front of that stuff. Uh Go ahead. We've completely cut, we, we don't even have cable, and we actually, in the summer, the only time we now take out our, do we have, we had, before we moved, like, five TVs, you know, like everyone else, we gave them all away but one, and we kept, keep it under the stairs, and if it's winter time, yeah. we'll bring it out so we can stay inside and watch movies, but in the spring and the summer, it goes under the stairs, and the kids don't even miss it. Yeah. They don't yeah. miss it. I believe that. We haven't had and one for nine years. <laughs> Yeah, I don't miss it at all. And the only reason I pull it out is because in the winter, I mean, it's rare, you know. It's not like I put them in front of it all day. We'll watch a movie when it's, yeah. you know, 17 degrees outside or something. And um, it's just, it's completely, you know, the way that we live. Yeah. Not having a TV on all the time because we used to have cable. Yeah. And actually, my husband works part-time outside of our farm. And, um... Someone said to him at work the other day, he's like, you guys don't have cable? How do you entertain your kids all day? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> uh, I was like, did he really say that? He's like, what do you do with them all day? <laughs> and to me, that's sad. I know. That was so sad. I was like, what? <laughs> 
I was listening to the radio the other day, and this lady said was giving ideas on what you can do with your kids in spring and on the spring break because they're going to be home for so long. What do you do with your kids? So she said about water balloon fights, and she goes, and maybe if you still have some of the antiques, you can get out the pedal bikes and go for a family ride. And I'm like, how sad is that? You know, our mountain bikes are hanging downstairs, and, and we ride. You know, but it's just funny that stuff is viewed as antiques and viewed as you know something from the past, and it's just. You know, nobody associates, you know, or, or looks at family time um, probably the way we do. You know, I, you know, you watching a movie, right. that's something we do, too. We'll watch Netflix or Amazon Prime, and we'll watch a movie from time to time, and we do it as a family. And I was just, uh-huh. I was just asked to do a um, little inter- written interview on what we do and what, the, what, what our lives are like. And, and our nights are communing in our living room to conserve power under one light and we'll either do our own thing or we'll do something as a family, but we're always together. We're always right there. We're always talking, you know, it's just that, that's such a, a and I'm guessing you guys eat all your meals together. It's adamant. Like, I mean, at least my mom still brings us that way. We, we don't eat separately. We don't eat in front of the TV. We actually sit and have conversations with each other. And it really amazes me that just that has gone away in this world, too. You know, you'll go out to dinner, and people are on their phones when they're out to dinner. And I'm like, you're with your family. It drives me crazy, actually. I know. know. Everyone's just so far removed from what really matters. Exactly. They're in this hustle-bustle world trying to work harder to have more time and they're wasting all their time on the wrong things and they're not doing the, they're yeah. going to later in life look back and would have could have should have themselves to death because and I they, think that's a, yeah. a really you know because my mom like the nicer things we always travel but you know I always had the newest of everything and not once on her deathbed was she ever like I am so glad I provided you guys with the newest of the newest things I'm so glad I always drove a brand new car it was I'm so glad we spent time as a family having dinner every night. And I'm yeah. so glad we were afforded the opportunity to at least travel as a family. Everything that she talked about her deathbed had nothing to do with things that people work for now to have inside your home or wear on your body. Right. The material and I think things. that was real eye opening for me too. Yep. Yep. None of the material things matter. And, and I think that's where I feel so blessed because we do eat dinner together every night. And one thing we do is we pray before we eat. And another thing we do is, Everybody has to share something that they were thankful for for the day, you know, and just communicating about our day. We do that too, Tammy. We go and it's what what was the like for the younger kids? What was your saddest part of your day, and then what was the happiest part of your day? That way, we can talk about all feelings, and I think it really opens up communication, which yep. you know. The, I don't know. It just it, it makes me laugh when, <laughs> when someone said, "What do you do with your kids all day?" I know. It's such a gratifying life because we, you know, everything we do, we do as a family. And some people couldn't, you know. I know that there are probably many people out there thinking I couldn't do that. I couldn't be with my children that long. I couldn't be with my spouse that long. But I mean, and sure, there are days where you know we nitpick, but it's very rare. And we have just such a good Absolutely. time doing what we're mm-hmm. doing. And it's just that I think because we're living something that we've dreamt about and living something that we've wanted to be real and it's real and 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 just and we also work together as a family yeah. and uh, we spend so much time together and we have to 
it, we're a team. Like, my four-year-old always calls us the farm team. He's like, all right, team, let's go do our morning chores. And it's like, <laughs> like you said, he's got the work ethic now from that, and then he sees the rewards of raising the chickens. Like, he loves collecting the eggs, and, and we communicate, and we spend time together. And I think that's important. It's very important. And Yes, yes. And you will find one of the biggest rewards I have had through all of this is the absolute open communication I have with my son. I can talk to him and he can talk to me about absolutely anything and it's a comfortable conversation. There's never anything that's above that, you know, or below that. You know, we will talk about anything and that communication is just priceless to me because you can't have that with most kids today. Most kids today don't want to give you too much of their time because they've got something in front of them that they're texting to somebody or Facebooking or whatever. You know, you yeah, just have to tear them away. I'm not saying that I'm better than anybody or because I don't believe that, but like really I did not find a meaning for my life until I got in this life because I'm working for things. I'm not, you know, working to buy things and we work together as a family and it's just, I, that's why like I think I don't know. I was born 100 years too late. Like, I say, be home with me, and we should be raising our own meat and our food. And people look at me, and they're like, are you kidding? <laughs> like, nope. nope. I'm not. I mean, call me old-fashioned, but... I love it. And I know you wouldn't trade it for anything either. I wouldn't. I couldn't. It's just, this is our life. Mm-mm. And uh, yeah, I couldn't, and it's so funny because I grew up wanting to live in New York City and thought it was, <laughs> and I love visiting there, don't get me wrong. But I was no way I could, I just, I love my land. I like my privacy. I yeah. like to make my stuff. I just, I like to grow things, you know, yeah. so yeah. There's, I'm right where I'm supposed to be. You got so. it. You got it. And you know what? So many people are out there in their life feeling like they don't have a purpose and still seeking what they're looking for. And a lot of people are fulfilling that with the next purchase. And, and that's not it. It's, it's a, that was me. It's that a, was me. Yeah. And so I can speak from experience. That yeah. was me. Yep. You know, five years ago. And I go to the store now, and it's like, I just want to get in, I want to get out, I want to, and I don't want yes. what they have there that's supposed to be enticing, you know, it's not oh, enticing to me. My, that's what, my sister, one of my sisters, she still loves her clothes, and me, having nails on a chalkboard, you know, I just, I like being home, and everyone's like, how did you become such a home body? You know why? Because I love it. And it's comfortable. I love where I'm at, I love it. Yep. It's com- and I don't want to leave, I'm always like... I try to plan my stuff if we need something for my husband to pick it up when he's out in town because he works part-time, so I don't have to go do it because I seriously don't want to leave. Well, we were talking about that before, and I'm so right there with you. And then when you do leave, you have to remember what day it is and what time it is because it's... Dates and times don't always matter because we don't, we're not focused on that as much as we are. It's just getting what we need to get done done and just, uh, you know, enjoying life more so. I mean, sure, and we work hard. But, but, yes. pack up my family, run errands all over the place. I'm tired when I get home, but I could go do farm work all day and be just fine. I know. There's something about leaving because it bothers me. I know. I know. I get, it's like um, overstimulating and I can now appreciate what my autistic son went through in crowds before, you know, and when we got out here, he was so funny. He, we went into town one day and our biggest town is like 3000 people. And then right here with us, there's a hundred and then another 300 town and of, you know, with people. And, and we went into the big town and we got in there. We were like there 10 minutes and he goes, can we go home now? And I was like, yes. <laughs> 
He's that right there it's with us. It's too overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's too overwhelming. <laughs> That's just not my, me and my husband and I were both the ones that are to be out, and now we don't ever want to go anywhere. I know, and that's a good thing. And people are like, feeling. you guys never take vacations, and we don't. Yeah. We rarely take a vacation because we, I feel like I live on a vacation every day. I do. I love it. That's funny. I get to that's... hear birds, and I get to see animals and grow things, and you know. Yep, I get that. I get to appreciate things that a lot of people don't. <laughs> yep, well, and when we go on vacation, we pack a backpack, you know, our rucksacks, and we head out into the woods for three, four days and live off the land. So that is our vacation. We're just going further in from where we are, you know? <laughs> that sounds awesome. I love to do that once our, our littlest one just turned two. Yeah. So. It's fun time. It's a very fun time. But we are running out of time, and this has been so much fun. I've so enjoyed talking to you. It's nice to have kindred spirits on. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you for having me. I enjoyed being here and talking with you, too. Likewise. I really appreciate you being on. And you folks can check her out, Jen Sharpen, at theeasyhomestead.com. And, again, thank you all for joining me today. And until our next show, you guys take care, and God bless. You're listening to the Mountain Woman Radio Show, where you will learn something new every week. We hope you enjoyed the show and encourage you to join us at treyerwilderness.com. And be sure to connect with us on iTunes. Remember, your reviews on iTunes are very important to us and help us reach more people just like you. And folks, um, for those of you that are listening, an online non-brand essential oil summit as well, which will be in May, and they have early registration open for that, and you can go to treyerwilderness.com slash EO Revolution. Check it out and definitely get subscribed.